Hey, business owner, did you know that over 4.2 billion people are active on social media now? That means if you want to connect with your customers and find new ones, you need social. Hootsuite is the must-have tool for managing and growing your business on social. You can schedule content, publish posts, and track your success all in one place. Millions of businesses around the world are already using Hootsuite. Now it's your turn. Go to Hootsuite.com slash 30 free to start your free trial and get 50% off your first year. That's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash 30 free for a free 30-day trial and 50% off your first year. ToplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 119 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Brooks. I'm Dan. And uh, we uh, do not have uh, Tyler or Kaylin with us. Um, Tyler for Rona reasons and Kaylin for unknown reasons. Um, Because I have not heard from him. So uh, it's uh, just the three of us this week. Uh, How was uh, your guys' holidays? It was, uh, I tell you, New Year's Eve was, was fun. Uh, I had some people distanced in my backyard with some cool, like, setup that we took weeks to design. And it ended up being very cathartic because uh, we took a bunch of junk we had in the backyard, like an old printer, a broken space heater, a broken TV, a bunch of other stuff. And we just, like, beat the fuck out of it. So you went office with, like, space. Oh, yeah. Well, like, so we, there was an axe going. Uh, there was uh, someone who was using the sledgehammer. And then I just went full caveman and grabbed, like, a big, a big fucking brick and just pulverized. It was, it was exactly how 2020 had ended. <laughs> how about you, Dang? Uh, man, uh, Christmas was cool, at least. Um, just the usual. Hung out at the parents' house, do the gift exchange, <laughs> take a picture of the booze that everybody collectively received from each other <laughs> um and uh went over to a friend's house after that that night just to do some more gift exchange didn't do shit for new year's though it's a huge bummer i literally sat in my room and did well not nothing i still hang, hung out with my friends online but no like typical new year's shit we did play uh you guys ever heard of the, you probably have it the board game online <laughs> no so it's a it's a web browser game that some absolute madmen created where it's it's essentially a board game where you set the amount of spaces and you're trying to get from the end, uh, from the start to the end and you get like classes and items that you can use out of turn and it's all about the comedically fucking your opponents over like if you're standing on the same space as them and you have a hammer you can whack them back x amount of spaces um, huh. and it's just it's a it's a brutal cutthroat game and matches can last an hour and a half just to get 300 spaces because everybody's dying and being sent back constantly. <laughs> this sounds like something that we should play. Yeah, I mean, uh there's we'll have to we'll have to do a practice round because there is some like strange humor in it, like nothing nothing racist or nothing like, like that, just kind of 
There's a couple of racy moments in it. Okay. Um, oh, we have vetting to do. Yeah. We got it. Because it's not something I think about when I'm just playing it with my other friends because none of us give a shit about like whether or not what we're doing is uh, like a TOS thing. <laughs> um, but that was fun at least because uh, I'm just, I'm quarantined waiting for my Rona results just in case. And uh, I don't want to fuck anyone over. So I'm trying to do the responsible thing. Fair. Yeah, he's um, doing his part. <laughs> I I did pretty much nothing. Uh, we, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't drink. Uh, just uh, kind of, I mean, got tired by eleven, and I was falling asleep. And <laughs> oh, uh, man, take a look at my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jasmine came into my room uh, with thirty seconds to go. Uh, until midnight uh so i could uh count down uh the new year uh with her in um in uh animal crossing nice nice and uh, you know i was just lying in bed and and she comes in and you know lies next to me and we watched the countdown on on her island and and that was that and then uh the uh, my neighbors dis- decided to celebrate by unloading guns into the air don't you just love arizona oh it's fucking great just just and awesome i'm a person who enjoys shooting guns and i I enjoy marksmanship but man if you shoot your gun into the fucking air that bullet should come back down on you yeah Yeah, you're a dummy (laughs) yeah uh it was like from 6 p.m to like three o'clock in the morning it was like a reenactment of uh fucking um like uh, the blitz uh there was just so many fireworks like aerial fireworks going off just at random. And then for like the past three months, some of our dumbass neighbors have just been shooting off fireworks randomly in the middle of the night. Yep. <clears throat> Same out and, here. Uh, and me, uh, I, I went out looking, I went out looking, uh, a couple, a couple of weeks ago when I, when it went off again, like super late. And then I saw like three other dudes that were like bigger than me, like looking around for the same dude. And it's like, okay, you guys are on. I'm going to go inside now. (laughs) (laughs) I have hilarious footage from the security cameras of Jasmine going out front to, uh, see the fireworks that, uh, our neighbors were uh, putting off because they were, they were setting off normal fireworks too. Uh, and then just hearing pop, 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 pop. And watching the realization on her, uh, where she, she notices that it's a gun being fired in the air and just zip. Like it was like something out of a cartoon of, you know, watching the body language of her realization of what's going on before kind of dancing off screen (laughs) yeah yeah it's understandable though yeah dude man i uh i am again not surprised at all that the good people of arizona would do something like that but Mm -hmm. uh here we are if you're an adult that decides to be unsafe with firearms stop it get some help (laughs) get some help (laughs) and then uh for christmas um we did a socially distanced thing at uh, uh, Jasmine's uh, uh, grandma's house uh, in their yard. So that was that was nice, but also kind of stressful. Did you drive by and help them with presents and they threw <laughs> things at your car and you just left? It's the, the <laughs> longest that I've been out of the house in nearly a year. Uh, and uh, that was kind of weird and a little stressful. 
Um, but yeah, uh, you know, nothing, uh, too remarkable. Um, you know, didn't really do a big gift exchange or anything. Speaking of actually, um, Brooks did the things that, uh, I handed right. off to yeah. Tyler, make their way yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I got caught up in, in all the Christmas excitement. Uh, yeah, I got them. Awesome. Uh, I have my cloud, my cloud and, and the Sonic up on the shelf next awesome. to my cloud Amiibo. And they have the same hair. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Brooks, you got a microphone for Christmas. Oh, th- this? <laughs> I thought you guys just little thing. I thought you guys noticed it was this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I ended up getting, um, getting this for Christmas for my brother because he uh, watched a, an episode of the show and so, saw that I didn't have a microphone. And it's very nice of him. And now I have it. So now I too can be Frazier. <laughs> Next caller, Roz. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, I mostly got video games, um, or, uh, uh, gift cards and, and things. So I got video games. So I picked up last of last of us two and, mm. uh, finally picked up, uh, Sekiro, um, yeah, which I saw, I, I saw you got some trophies when I logged in yesterday. That is, that is a rough game. Uh, but I am to, uh, uh, lady, lady butterfly. And I uh, couldn't beat lady butterfly. So I switched back out of the memory into the main world and progressed further um and beat the troll and then ended up down two paths that both have mini bosses so i'm like okay i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm gonna take a breather here because seriously it took me forever to figure out like to get the the drunken guy beat um and just completely ignored, you know, several side paths in, in, you know, this memory area, uh, like the amount of times that I have restarted every time that I get to a new challenge, I knew that this, like, I was like, okay, mini boss down here, mini boss down here. I just need a break because I have already restarted probably 20 or 30 times just to you know get this mini boss fin beat and then you know probably another 20 or 30 times in an attempt on my first boss fight so let's just i'm gonna i'm gonna step back for a little bit yeah that's bound to happen (laughs) but it's fun sometimes you just gotta take a break it's really fun like when you're when you're winning and when you're doing well it feels incredible it feels indescribable Um, also just looks gorgeous in that game too so when you're playing well like it's visually impressive even for the player (laughs) and moving around feels really really good like running and doing your little grapples and stuff like that like just moving and being in that world feels great um but man that's a that's a challenge 
wouldn't be the so game you got, if it wasn't. Yeah, right. So you got Sekiro chicken fried rice. Yes. Um, what else? Did, <laughs> uh, and, did, you any other, did you get any other games? Uh, Last of Us 2, which I started playing a bit of, yeah. uh, which uh, is gorgeous and um, really very, very good uh, from what I've played so far. Um and uh what else did i pick up oh yeah uh even though i'm not a big dragon ball fan uh picked up uh dragon ball fighter z because it was nine dollars on switch uh, yeah. and that is like that's a fighting game that makes you feel really good the animation in yeah. that is incredible and it's especially like the, the fact that they managed to to pull off that animation on the Switch and make it run as smoothly as it does on the Switch and l- still look as pretty as it does is impressive. Yeah. Now, I've owned that game for a few months, and uh, I haven't really played it that much because none of my friends had it. And, I, you know, the, the story mode is whatever. Yeah. But now that a few people finally bought it, uh, we've had a couple fight nights, and it's been a really good time. <laughs> nice. Who's your, uh, who's, uh, who do you like to use? Who's your three? Uh, oh, man. I haven't gotten that uh, too far into it. I've just been playing through story mode. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, Goku feels great. Uh, uh, Majin Buu is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my three right now are uh, Goku, Tien, and Yamcha. Because mm. I neglected Tien and Yamcha at the beginning, and I'm leveling them up. Uh, I am uh, Bardock, Kid Goku, and uh, Teen Gohan. GT Goku using scumbag. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's they don't have any Dragon Ball content, so it's as close as I could get. <laughs> This is like, oh, you know, when I when I saw it, I was first, I was like, oh man, great, uh, uh, some Dragon Ball stuff. I was like, are they gonna have like, like peel off and some shit coming? It's like, no, no, this is from GT. It's like, well, it's already in my yeah. cart. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't care like actual just regular tier gameplay, but man, if you watch competitive gameplay of that game, GT Goku is on almost every single team. Really, he's just that he's just that busted. Um, the size is one of the things that like makes it really hard to hit, you know, um, (laughs) I usually, I always have cooler on my team, cooler, uh, and then I float, but, um, blue Vegeta is really good. And I like the classic Vegeta as well. Yeah. 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 That fucking stomp. That's just that that's, that was pretty busted for a while between me and Zeke. Then my my third rotates. I just haven't like played enough to have a super concrete team, but I feel like a common pick is usually Nappa. Mm. Even I'm though kinda... Nappa makes me feel like Nappa makes me realize how bad I actually am at the game. <laughs> he, has all, he has all like the Cybermen setup stuff you could do, and uh, man, it's really really hard to pull that off. I'm... I I I love that that they have the 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 Yamcha death uh animation available <laughs> yep. that is the best that's His the great just laying in a crater <laughs> i'm kind of surprised that there's a competitive scene for the game because in going through the uh the tutorials and stuff like that it almost seems to emphasize button mashing you could like there are those auto combos for sure that is a thing but uh especially after watching a certain someone play it all the time at the grid 
Dustin. <laughs> um, you can really, really learn a lot about that game. And there, I've seen combos that basically go from full health to death in that game. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. The auto combos are like nice to help pick up the game with, but you don't see them too often in actual like competitive play. Yeah, I might be if it's good. I might still just be too early in the story mode, but it's not a challenge yet. Well, yeah, the AI is brain dead for a long time until it isn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> it'll, it'll come at you. Um. Have you, have you guys play, played with Roshi yet? I, I haven't bought him yet. I have not played with Roshi, no. I don't own him, but one of my friends does, and uh, he is very frustrating to fight against. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I, I was I, I'm, I was hoping that just one character would fight like fucking Dan from Street Fighter. No, Master <laughs> Roshi is actually really good. <laughs> um, I also <clears throat> picked up a part-time UFO. Uh, from the creators of uh, Kirby from Hal Laboratories. And oh, it, it is just silly fun. Uh, and especially like when you're playing at co-op, it's silly fun. Like you're a little UFO with a little with a little hook that comes out of your UFO and you have to find jobs. And oh, this is a family show, sir. <laughs> each uh, um, or rather it's like a claw machine. And so each of your um, each job that you take has three goals, like three metal goals that Mm -hmm. they don't explain. They just give you a little icon that represents what, you know, you might have to do. And so, you know, like the first one, you're helping a farmer uh, load up the things that fell off of his truck. And it's, you know, produce and stuff like that. And so it's basically like a physics game where you use your claw to get the things on the truck. But the bonus objectives would be like, um, make sure that the boxes are arrow side up. And, uh, you know, certain like just bonus things do it this way and you'll get a medal. And uh, then you go from there, like uh, some of them are museum levels where a work of art or something historic has been knocked over and broken in a museum. And so you have to take the pieces and put them together in this specific order in order to like uh, fix the piece. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But it's it's fun. And especially when you're doing co-op, it's too ufos that you have to coordinate with you know it's a couch co-op game so you have to coordinate with the you know person with whom you're playing and and get and get everything all set up right uh which can lead to uh fun shenanigans sounds like it antics abounds uh it's super simple and it's like four bucks or something like that on the switch uh but it's a lot of fun i picked up for like five bucks this <clears throat> this like racing game heavily inspired by outrun like you, you pass cars in the same way and and so i was already good at it uh, i i thought it was going to be some like little time waster but it's been a pretty meaty game thus far um, what's it called i, I think it's kind of stupid game. i think uh jesse cox uh was recently playing that if i remember correctly because i remember seeing a thumbnail of his um that had a racing game that looked like outrun 
Uh, recently, let's see. Um, Horizon Chase Turbo. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, that was a lot. That it's been so much fun, and also I'm way better at it than uh, I was initially way better at it than Zeke was because I know how to play Outrun. And I, I lorded that over him for a whole night. It was fantastic. Oh, no, I guess Jesse Cox <laughs> played uh, Hot Shot Racing. Oh, I also have that one. Uh, that one that one's all right, but I, I prefer this one. It, it's. Um, I remember we, we talked about Horizon Chase Turbo when mm-hmm. uh, when it came out. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually got it, and, and uh, if, you haven't, if you don't have it yet, I recommend getting it. It's nice. I do have it. I have not played a lot of it. Because uh, I think it was actually a PlayStation Plus game uh, a few months ago. Mm. The, the the in-game soundtrack's okay, but honestly, it's a game that you can just, you know, put on your best, you know, synthwave playlist and just cruise into the sunset. Sure. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, it seems that uh, in in the news, uh, Sony has uh, started uh, changing their PlayStation Plus deliveries. Uh, so uh, it looks like we can expect um, two PlayStation Four games and a PlayStation Five game every month on PlayStation Plus. So the PlayStation oh, nice. Five game this month is Man Eater, uh, which is some weird robot shark game. Watch out, boys! He'll chew you up. That was uh Tyler, are you here? Tyler, <laughs> Tyler are you no, in this room? I was overcome by the spirit of bad jokes. <laughs> Tyler, can you hear me? Um Tyler, give us a sign, Tyler, if you're in this room. <laughs> and uh so um since it's so early in the new console cycle, and there are a lot of people who have been grabbing for new, you know, PS5 titles to play. A lot of people already bought Maneater. So fortunately, it seems that Sony has already uh, come up with a solution like they had a solution ready and raring to go uh, where they're just going to if you request a refund for Maneater, uh, you'll get a refund for Maneater just like that. It's all automated uh, because they included it in PlayStation Plus. I think I saw saw the trailer for that one and I it doesn't look like my kind of thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll be getting it as a part of PlayStation Plus, so I'll definitely give it a try. Uh, but I don't know that it's necessarily something that, you know, is my deal. But I like my robot sharks in Mega Man X6. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that, uh, I mean, you know, there hasn't been a ton of news because it's the end of the year. No announcements going on. No, you know, um, uh, some things have been trickle leaking out of the Nintendo leak from months and months and months ago uh, where uh, they um, showed the initial prototype specs for uh, the Nintendo Switch and uh, stuff like that has... Uh, uh, been coming out. Uh, I think probably the most recent newsworthy item that I've seen is uh, <sighs> Grand Theft Auto V is now going to cross three generations. They are making an enhanced version of Grand Theft Auto V and GTA Online 
for the PlayStation Five and hey, the Series maybe X. Maybe now that it's going to be on, you know, the PS Five and the new Xbox, maybe it won't take ten minutes for the multiplayer to load in. Yeah, because it still does even on PC. But I, so <laughs> I get wanting to give GTA Online that treatment, right? Like. If they, because even by name, they've decoupled GTA Online from GTA 5, where it is its own persistent service. But, like, to milk GTA 5 even more? I mean, come on, dude. Just put out a new game already. GTA 5 is the game of our children and our children's children. Five alive! And their children before. Five alive! <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's hard to to imagine the fact that Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first 3D Grand Theft Auto. And we're only on 5. Hey, don't forget San Andreas. And <laughs> Vice City. Sure, San Andreas and Vice City. City, yes. But they're not numeric entries. And the Chinatown Wars and the GBA. Oh, yes. Who could forget the Chinatown Wars on the Game Boy Advance? (laughs) Chinatown Wars was actually super good. It wasn't on Game Boy Advance, though. It was on Nintendo DS. Um, And it was on uh, PSP. Um, And it was actually quite good. It was was, uh, uh, more in line to GTA 1 and 2 in the style uh, than, you know... Well, like a full 3D offering. But then there was yeah, Vice yeah. City Stories and Liberty City Stories, which came out on the PSP, which were separate from Vice City and Liberty City uh, or San Andreas and, and you know, that that whole thing. <clears throat> I literally have never heard of any of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were made specifically for the PSP. Eventually, I think they got remastered for the PlayStation 3. But yeah, I think you're right, because they um, they also uh, put um what was that uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker? Yep. The, that PSP title, they, they ended up porting that into the Metal Gear collection. A lot of the better PSP titles ended up getting ports to uh, main consoles, like um, uh, all the God of War, the Ready at Dawn God of War games, uh, Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus, um, I believe eventually came out in a two-pack on the PlayStation 3. I wish they would have ported Maverick Hunter X and Mega Man powered up, but yeah, no kidding. Those were really good uh, iterations of those games. It was very cool to see the, the 3d style and especially Mega Man powered up took such an interesting uh, direction. Yeah. Like level edit, level creators and stuff like that. And yeah. getting to play as vile was kind of cool. It would be really cool to, to see that come back and to play as Cutman in uh, in Mega Man powered mm-hmm. up. Um, the, uh, man, now my brain is just on Mega Man. (laughs) Um, but there were a lot of, like, I would love to, I don't know if they did, but if they didn't, I would love to see, um, you know, Daxter, another ready at dawn title, uh, made for the PSP come to a mainline console as part of a Jack and Daxter collection, because that was probably everything that ready at dawn did on, uh, PSP is incredible. Like they were the standout titles for the PSP. And now I think ready at dawn is is just doing normal console stuff. 
Was Daxter still just his obnoxious dickhead self in a solo title? Pretty much, could, yeah. I don't know that I could play that. <laughs> uh, it was uh, pretty fun, though. Like, it was very good. Oh, apparently Daxter was their first game. Oh, shit, okay. So they did Daxter, then they get, did uh, God of War Chains of Olympus, and then they did the Wii port of Okami. Uh, and then um, God of War Ghost of Sparta. And God of War Origins Collection is Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta on the PlayStation 3. Oh, and then they did the Order 1886 on PlayStation 4. Oh, that's right. They shifted to Oculus Rift um, uh, development. Uh, So they did Lone Echo on Oculus Rift, which was uh, a huge, like, got tons of attention because it's, it's an extremely impressive VR title. Um, where you basically play like you're in space and just being able to reach out the way you propel yourself through space is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And there's a uh, multiplayer combat version of that game called Echo Arena. Um, and then apparently Echo Combat as well, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, but, uh, I guess they're now working on Lone Echo 2. Hmm. Yeah, those are games I've never heard of, but I've been in VR poverty my whole life, so. Yes. Yeah, the... I wish to see the outside world someday. (laughs) Lone Echo is very, very cool. Uh, Extremely, like, it's just satisfying moving around in that environment because, like, you reach out and grab something and then just kind of pull and propel yourself and then you can stop yourself and, and stuff like that. Like, it's just very, very comfortable and natural to move around in a zero-G space in VR. Uh, the way that they implemented it specifically, it was very, very good. So oh, yeah, I love hearing stuff like that because I'm just stoked to see what VR can do. Always. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it that um, HTC's newest, I think it was HTC, HTC's newest headset is supposed to be a, a game changer, uh, but we don't really have any details on it uh, specifically just yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 uh, hit, yeah. hit um, HBO Max on uh, Christmas Day, and uh, I have not watched it yet. I have not heard one good thing about it from everyone who has watched it. Nor have I. <laughs> I, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it on Christmas Day. Thoughts? I did. Well, Pedro Pascal is the best part of that movie because he's so hot right now. Um, but uh, it was too long. It's kind of boring. Then it kind of wasn't. There was some stupid shit. There was just some dumb shit that's like, I don't need to know this. I don't need to know how this happens. I don't need to know how you get... uh, Do you care if I say anything? I mean, the internet does. Yeah, the internet probably (laughs) will. God damn you, internet. (laughs) (laughs) God damn you. I have rage to release upon the world. (laughs) I I have minor petulance toward this film. It, it It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. But I mean, for all the hype, I I wish it was better, shorter, and more fun to watch. Sure, fair enough. Uh, Letter Kenny um, came out with a new season on uh, the day after Christmas uh, in the oh. United States on Hulu, um, I didn't know that. which I started watching um, but have not uh, finished watching. I've been instead of binging it, just kind of trickle trickle dosing uh myself with uh with the letter kenny 
Allegedly. Watch, watching it in a more healthy manner instead of gluing yourself to the couch for eight hours and watching the whole season. Yes, instead I've been gluing myself to the couch for eight hours and playing Sekadul. <laughs> yeah, actively using your brain. You didn't have to admit that, Ryan. You chose to. <laughs> uh, also, um, the latest season and final bits of uh, chilling tales of sabrina uh are now on uh netflix for all to watch and then it's done forever yep until someone decides to recast it and remake it all over again uh there was also so there's this popular sci-fi uh chinese sci-fi novel uh series uh, called the three body problem. Um, and it was set to get a Netflix adaptation, uh, with the, uh, showrunners from game of Thrones, uh, at the helm, but production has halted on that. When one of the Chinese producers, uh, involved in the project was poisoned and murdered. Cool. I mean, that's a tragedy. Yeah. Fuck. What? Yep. Uh, so three body problem. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Three body problem is I I've heard about it. I've heard a lot of very very good things about it. As it uh, of it being epic epic sci-fi like life changing epic sci-fi. A friend of mine who read the book like can't stop posting about it and hasn't been able to stop posting about it for like over a year. Um. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I ended up getting it for Kindle. I have not, um, uh, read it yet, but looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, so let's see here. China producer on Netflix's three body problem poisoned in alleged murder plot. Uh, he recently been known to criticize the Chinese government. (laughs) (laughs) It's now the four-body plot. Uh, Yuzu Group's chairman, Lin Chi, who is cre- uh, credited as uh, producer on the Netflix series alongside uh, Benioff, Weiss, and others, was hospitalized after having been poisoned on December 16th, according to a statement released Wednesday by the Shanghai police. Local authorities have apprehended a suspect uh, surnamed Zhu, whom they believe uh, to be responsible for the poisoning. The suspect has been identified by Chinese media outlets as Zhu Yao, a senior executive in Yuzu's film and television division only a surname and age were released by police local reporters have alleged that a prior dispute among the chinese entertainment company's executive ranks preceded the surreptitious assault on lin uh lose the three-body problem trilogy is a global publishing phenomenon blah 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 yeah yeah so apparently it was two executives at a studio uh in china one poisoning the other Yup. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not a publicity stunt for another book. Insane. (laughs) Absolutely insane. He was 39 years old. That's one year older than you, isn't it, Ryan? Don't worry, Ryan. We won't poison you. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think of uh, other. Right, in approximately five minutes, Jasmine is going to be delivering a glass of something to you. I'm telling you, <laughs> don't drink it. <laughs> drink the tea, Ryan. You. <laughs> <laughs> Alkaline um, tea is all the rage. <laughs> God, I'm trying to sort through what was new news over the past two weeks. Uh, MF Doom has passed, unfortunately. Yep. He passed uh, on Halloween, actually. Uh, so rest in uh, peace, uh, MF Doom. Um I remember, I think I first heard his stuff in like 2003. That Cartoon Network album. Yeah. 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 He was very, very cool. Very good. I was not a regular listener of his music, but uh, I liked what I have heard. Didn't he do MF Doom or no? Was it MF Doom or was it someone else? who did a remix album of uh, Beatles music uh, that ended up getting banned. Like the Grey album, I think it was called. Or was uh, that, that Danger sounds... Mouse? <clears throat> it might be. Uh, let's see. I am not as down with the hip hop as you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was this great, uh, mashup of Jay-Z. Yep. Oh, it was by Danger Mouse. Okay. It was a mashup, uh, of, uh, uh, Jay-Z's Black Album and, uh, the Beatles, uh, White Album. Yeah. There was this guy I, I found, speaking of, of mashups with Jay-Z, who did a Jay-Z, uh, mashup with Chrono Trigger soundtrack stuff. Oh, I bet that and was it great. It actually doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, so I think Danger Mouse did a few Jay-Z things because I think he also did a Linkin Parks, uh, slash Jay-Z thing as well. Um, uh, let's see, Linkin Park. Yep. Um, Collision Course, I think. Yeah, something like that. But it was very, very good. Um, my The reason for my confusion between uh, Danger Mouse and MF Doom is because they did that Danger Doom album. And they are both very, very talented. Let's see, what else? I know plenty of things happened. Just my brain hasn't been there to, to <laughs> absorb it. And time doesn't make sense anymore. It's, ugh. it's insane. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I just do my usual thing of shaking my head at all the people who are like, yeah, 2020 is dead. But nothing's changed. Oh, yeah, it's no, of still, course not. Yeah, time. Everyone, everyone keeps talking about it like, oh. It's going to be better now. It's 2021. No, it's literally just the difference of the clock turning. Yeah. Sorry uh, about it. Time, time is... 2020. <laughs> <laughs> time is a human construct. So... Time is a gibbon construct? <laughs> um, 
I need a soundboard to so I can cue some weird shit. Monkey sounds. <laughs> the last thing we need is to give you a soundboard. And he gets a new microphone, and now he's already dreaming of a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll lie on my tiny bed in my little my sh- shambled hobble, <laughs> dreaming of a soundboard and better life. But speaking of soundboards, I did I get to make the monkey noises. The Mega Man uh, pocket operator. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, It's very cool. Obviously came preloaded with a bunch of Mega Man uh, music. Now Dan's going to spit some fire. Don't think so. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I've been really, really enjoying this one. And uh, as with all the pocket operators, it has like little, you know, animations. You got Dr. Light and Mega Man on one side and Dr. Wily and... What I figured would be Proto Man on the other side, but that's not Proto Man. Is it Sniper Joe? No, I can't really tell. And then, like, you've got the meters on on here that are like his health and weapon uh, thing, but they're actually for controlling uh, different uh, uh, effects on on the notes. So, oh yeah, it's really cool. And of course, it's got this nice etched Mega Man into the circuit board on the back. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's gold. Yeah. <clears throat> really, really cool. Unfortunately, one of the LEDs uh, is missing from uh, the front button, so I have had to email support, and hopefully they'll replace it or something. I have no idea. Uh, Send you a button! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Shrimp, thank you for your email. Could you kindly fuck off? (laughs) Considering these are basically like boutique synths, I have no idea what their support is like. So, yeah, they'll get back to you in seven weeks. Maybe. No, no, they'll they'll ask for your order number, even if you already sent it. And then it'll be another seven weeks. But yeah, uh, Mega Man wasn't enough. So I, I also got Arcade and, uh, factory so now i've got four pocket operators because they're awesome and a lot of fun whoa ryan's playing with his tiger electronics again (laughs) i mean that is basically how all the graphics work on on those little displays is like the same old tiger electronics bullshit but it's quirky and nice in this because you're not trying to use those graphics to play a game. You're making music and the graphics are just a nice little touch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything that happened this last week. Right? <laughs> episode of the topless robot podcast to ever be aired oh we're never this taking episode. a break ever again what happened last 
last week. <laughs> <laughs> Try to piece it together like memento. <laughs> Dan's going to have a bunch of tattoos on his chest about what we did. <laughs> uh, I definitely need to get better about like just as things happen, as newsworthy things happen, uh, making a note of it. We need to bring back the, the doc. Because that definitely helped me like keep track of things that I wanted to talk about uh, throughout the week. Because honestly, I, I just don't I don't remember. I don't remember. I still check it just to see if you guys wrote something down, but nothing ever happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hollow Knight uh, sequel, Silk Song, uh, has a release date and a uh, trailer. Hell yeah. Um, Which reminds me that I need to go back to Hollow Knight and, um, and play it. But... I, I love that game so much, but it, sometimes it's so moody. It's like puts me to sleep when I play it. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's got like, oh, the, like even, you know, getting hit just has this. I mean, there the sound design in that game is incredible. Uh, and I misspoke, I guess uh, it does not have a release date. We did get a trailer, though, and it looks very good. Mm. Is it a first person shooter? <laughs> <laughs> The Banjo Tooie of Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I can't. I can't remember anything exciting. You know that. Um. Try to remember, Ryan. <laughs> Big brain. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Nier Automata's final secret has been found and it lets you skip the whole game. <laughs> oh, a new um, secret cheat code has been found in Nier Automata that lets players skip the entire game after only beating the first boss. Hmm. Wait, like seriously? Yeah. After killing the first boss, unlock the bonus modes. Uh it's not a glitch. It's an actual cheat code hard coded into the engine. That's hilarious. It's as much as I don't enjoy a lot of like the character and visual design in that game. It was made by a shit poster. So I can appreciate it for that reason. Like game is loaded with shit posts. The gameplay itself is actually really fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a game that a bunch of my friends have told me I would really like, but I cannot get behind it because of the way it looks. <laughs> don't that like the characters. Don't like the enemies. Right? Yeah, basically. Also, I don't give a shit about horny robots. That game has mm-hmm. like crossover raids on Final Fantasy XIV, actually. They did a, a crossover event where you do like straight-up near-themed raid content that's actually really good. Hmm. And they even bring the bullet hell mechanic in, so they actually have, like, the red bullet hell stuff, and you have to dodge it in an MMO. It's weird as fuck. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, as long as it's not super broken. No, yeah, it's right. actually really fucking good. <laughs> I uh, I picked it up for, like, uh, eight like eight bucks. Um, uh, Nino Kune? Oh, yeah, uh, Nino Kune. Yeah, yeah. Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they. I, I guess they they did a remaster for the PS4. Yep. Um, 
and uh, I'd, I'd never played those before, but uh, I it looks really good. Yeah, I mean I, it's I it's Studio Ghibli, so. Yeah, and, and I love how obnoxious the fucking dude that you travel with is. That, like, Scottish lamp guy. He's a lamp. Oh, yes. Yeah. Scottish accent. Well, I should say he's a thing with a nose ring with a lamp on it. Yeah. Scottish accent. who's just constantly busting your balls. Now I can't remember. <laughs> so, Wrath of the White Witch. That's right. That was the first one. What was the second like your one called? Dies and, and he shows up and he's just like, what are you sitting on the floor crying for? But in a Scottish accent. <laughs> Get up off the floor, you little bastard. <laughs> That's right. The second one is called Revenant Kingdom. And uh, that got, uh, I think that got a special release on the Switch. I, I definitely uh, can tell that it, uh, from some aspects of it that it used to be a DS game for sure though. It didn't used to be like, a DS game. Uh it was a it was a DS game originally. No, it was not. Yeah. Nino Kuni Wrath of the, uh, the White Witch was a PlayStation 3 release. Yeah, but it, but that is is a is a remake of the DS one. I don't think that's accurate. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> this furious typing brought to you by people who want to be right. <laughs> I am the victor here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Wrath of the White Witch. The game is significantly enhanced version of Nino Kuni. Demi- oh, I'll be uh, goddamned. <laughs> This is what the internet is for! (laughs) Flexing on your friends! (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, the the way that the spells, like, look when you choose them, like, these big giant glyphs that take place in, like, a a medallion-looking kind of thing, I'm just like, oh, you probably have to trace over those or some dumb shit like that to cast your spell. Huh. Which, I mean, I mean, I like that kind of shit when I want it. Yeah, Dominion, Dominion of the Dark Jinn. Not be the damned. game where you're going to be casting the same spell thousands of times. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, in one of the Castlevanias on the DS. They had you outline, you know, different seals and shit in order oh, yeah, to beat right. uh, bosses. And I fucking hated it. I loved the game. It's still a great Castlevania game. All of the DS Castlevania games, save for, I think, Lords of Shadow, may, or, you know, they tried to bring some of the 3D uh, Castlevanias to the DS or 3DS. <laughs> They're fucking garbage. But oh, yeah, the yeah. 2D Castlevania games uh, are for the nintendo ds are great i i always hated that like uh because i feel like that the uh, the Mega Man zx titles were just like you know regular fine Mega Man shit that they had to add weird touch stuff to because it was a ds game you know mm-hmm. it's like i don't we don't need this this isn't important yeah <laughs> yeah i i in some cases so there are some cases where a game leaned heavily on the touch controls of the ds where it was appropriate warioware touched is a great example of that warioware has always been uh, a you know uh, game that has leaned heavy on what was the new thing that nintendo has introduced with the system uh so oh, yeah. 
that made sense. Have mini games where you touch, sure. But like yeah, you had the first one, you had twisted with that crate. Like yeah, I still have my copy at my mom's house. Um, it's got that. Uh, I used to spend so much time playing that. Yeah, and Stupid. the one that came out on the Wii and and shit mm-hmm. like that. I think that was smooth moves. Um, yes, but like they were all so much fun. Um, but like shit, like you know, uh, like that Castlevania stuff where you have to trace the glyph and and shit like that. It's like no, no, I don't need this. I don't want this. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd but be we like have if, to use the proprietary technology. It's an obligation. <laughs> makes it a sales point. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I want everyone to develop for the Dual Sense controller on the PlayStation Five. I just don't have to use a dumb little plastic pen. That's yes, pretty much. That's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, and there's a big difference with the way the Dual Sense works too, right? Like that's just something that doesn't affect your gameplay at all it doesn't right. slow you down to make you like trace something stupid it just happens in conjunction with you already playing the game yes yeah and and that makes sense but like stuff like um what was it metroid prime federation force on the nintendo ds oh where yeah. it was a first person shoot i mean it was like metroid prime uh but you the games that made you hold the Nintendo DS where you've got DS in one hand stylus in the other uh, Phantom Hourglass is guilty of this uh, you know the mm-hmm. the um, uh, Toon Link games uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks are guilty of that and I, I hated it I absolutely hated it even though they're great games never played them they're very, very yeah, good. I, I, yeah, they're very, very good, but also infuriating. <laughs> In, incredibly infuriating, because, for example, in order to make Link spin into a tree, like, or, or do his little forward roll, you had to do a circle with your stylus at the edge of the touchscreen. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I would have stopped great. playing that game immediately. That would have been, <laughs> been a deal breaker right there. You do. Yeah. But I mean, I I I didn't mind uh, the world ends with used touch business. That was yeah. kind of cool it, because they didn't try to adapt a formula that existed to the control. They built a new formula based on the control. Yeah. So you know, whereas the Zelda games still just tried being normal ass Zelda games. And then forced these touch controls on you. Um, to per- banish Ganon, please, please waggle the wee stick. <laughs> Draw a mustache on a silly face. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> you want to banish Ganon? You have to play our WarioWare mini games. <laughs> whereas, the world ends with you is unlike any game I've ever played. And the mechanics were built from the ground up with the touchscreen in mind. That's why, you know, uh, the re-release was so jarring um, because it doesn't have the same mechanics. You know, like it's not like it tries to retrofit mechanics that were designed for the Nintendo DS to the Switch. Yeah, like, like arranging the pins and stuff like that. Yeah. It was yeah, it was just kind of weird um, because you don't have the upper screen, lower screen battles like you had with the Nintendo DS. Yeah. 
And aren't we getting a sequel? We're getting a sequel to The World Ends With You, I think. Yeah, I I heard something about that earlier this year, but I don't know anything about it. I just know that that soundtrack fucking slaps. Yeah, everything about that game was super, super cool. Uh, Though, probably... Huh? Uh, Wasn't the ending bad or something like that? I remember that game, like, was super, super dope. But then one of my friends said something about it, just like killed it at the end. And I don't remember what it was. I never beat it. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I didn't beat a game. Yeah. (laughs) I asked Ryan, how was the ending of that game? I remember people saying it was bad. (laughs) You mean games end? (laughs) Games end when I turn my console off. So maybe oh, you know, I uh, my name is not Gerard. I am not the completist. <laughs> hey, I, from what I've heard, maybe you did yourself a favor by not finishing that game. <laughs> I am not the finishist. The finishist. Completionoid. I'm more like the ten minuteist. <laughs> I was gonna say I would. I finish games, but I would never, ever, ever want to complete games. Oh God, no. That's just. I, I, I only like completing a game if if it's if it's fun enough to do so. You know what I mean? So like that Tyco game, for example. Oh like sure. That that's one that I want to complete out just because uh, it's I'm having fun. And I, I think feel the only game I've ever like gotten every achievement for is Downwell. That's the only game. <laughs> Downwell's awesome. Um, I I feel that way about um, Miles Morales. Uh, oh, okay. that was just yeah. such a, a fun game that like starting up a new game plus is nothing, you know, uh, starting from the beginning of, of that game with all of the powers that I had built up in beating it the first time, uh, was just fun and great. And it's just so much fun to move around and fight in that world that I'll take any excuse to keep doing so. Yeah, there's a lot of games where New Game Plus is like that. I mean, that's my ideal way to play all of the Souls games. My second playthrough on a character is always my favorite playthrough. Hmm. You know, you, you've already built your character out and you know what you want to do. And now you get to go back and do all the early game stuff with the stuff you could never have had at that point. I didn't you know? realize that that was a model for the Souls games, that you had New Game Plus with the same uh, character. Yes. And it goes, I don't think, I don't remember if it goes infinitely, but you can just keep doing it and the enemies just get more HP and do more damage every single time. Huh. So you can just continually, every single time you beat the game, you can just go to a new game plus, new game plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five. It just gets a little harder every time. Interesting. Yeah, I never knew that. I've never gone more than like two or three because by then I'm just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) New game game plus in in Chrono Trigger is, is, uh, is great as well. Uh, that, that, that second playthrough is, is always the best too. They just get to bulldoze through all these fucking like early level bosses that are just like, I'm so powerful. And then you hit him once, one time. time. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Um, I did start playing Chrono Trigger, uh, on the Nintendo DS, uh, over the past few weeks. Oh, nice. That is the, uh, you, you have a physical copy of it, right? No. Oh, I mean, yes, yes. he does. Of course, the that is always yes. Damn it, Ryan! <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but emulation is not legal, and we would never partake in anything of the sort. Oh, no oh, worries, it's not, it's not emulation. <laughs> I know, I know, it's not. 
I was I'm playing it on a Nintendo DS. I brought my Sega CD to work yesterday and played some Snatcher. You fucking dork. Um, <laughs> speaking of Snatcher, the first uh, major patch for uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, is uh, supposed to be coming soon. Like there's there's supposed to be a big patch that's coming um, this month that will address a majority of the issues that they have been under fire for. And then there's going to be a big content patch next month. I might I might wait till till then to to pick it up just so that way I can bypass all the frustration and and because I I knew that it was just it's it's mostly just matter of wait, waiting for all these things to get fixed. It's not like they're not going to because it's still CD Projekt Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people are still pissed about it, but I I've, I've already stopped hearing about it. People are like, yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like the second down. I left the Hard Times group, I stopped hearing about it. Even they stopped. It's not even a thing in there anymore. It's because they just get bored. They're just looking for the thing to be controversial about or like be mean to people about. And then they're done, you know, on to the next thing. It's funny. Even all the the, you know, up in armsness uh, over the uh, the uh, epilepsy warning uh, that they got. There's an article where they interviewed the journalist uh, who suffered an epileptic, uh, you know, a, a seizure while playing an early copy of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, where she praises them for taking what she says seriously uh, and doing something about it and working with her to get the, you know, to address the issue because she says this isn't the first time that this sort of thing has happened. And most of the time when she talks about it, it falls on deaf ears. It doesn't get any attention. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it. I'm all for the model of corporations are not your friend. Don't talk about CD Projekt Red like they're, you know, saviors. That's a business who wants your money. That is absolutely true. But guess what? They can still do like a decent thing. It does just because you want to demonize them for not re- like releasing what they promised they would doesn't mean you just throw them in the dumpster forever because you're looking for something to kick. It, yeah, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. And honestly, the moment moment people get bored of how sensationalized it is, none of those things they took like a like an ethical stand on matter anymore. You know, that that mentality attention to me. So I'm just, you know, I'm bored. Let's look for the next thing to get clout on. We've we've talked about it before, but that mentality is the reason that we're not getting Half-Life 3. Mm hmm. Absolutely. You know, Gabe Knoll has has outright said uh, there is literally zero way that we can live up to the expectations that people have. So we're just not doing it. That's the smartest move to make. Like, that's why at least we got Half-Life Alex, you know? (laughs) Yep. We could have gotten nothing. We deserve nothing because the Internet shit posted too hard. You you can literally shit post too hard. And you can kill things with that, with that energy. <laughs> Wield the power wisely. <laughs> the real treasure was the fans we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and also, <sighs> again, Gabe Newell had every right, not even because of the expectations for Half-Life 3 itself, but because of all the fat jokes people were making about him. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, fall, when uh, when Half Life Three comes out, we're gonna say, uh, I hope it was worth the wait. Aha, uh-huh, very funny. I've heard that joke about his weight. 
for over a decade now. <laughs> God. Just, ugh. Like, I get, it's fun to, like, all pile on something and you, you get a sense of, you know, camaraderie and, and you know, whatnot in all, you know, attacking something or being for or against something. But, man, like, it's the wrong it, it that that's what mob is that's what you know mobs are united yeah. in their hate and uh, in being united in their hate it only fuels more hate <laughs> fucking find something positive to to echo chamber yourself on you know like come on man like just ugh. people frequently lose lose sight of what they were angry about in the first place when they're just bouncing ideas off of each other it's like Wait, this is a cyberpunk hate group. Why were we mad about it again? I don't know, but we're mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More witches. <laughs> Find them all. Oh. And with that, we have come to the end of the episode. Um, I uh, am going to uh, ask uh, you guys, um, what are you looking forward to in 2021? I know, Dan. I know you're going to have to reach real deep, and it's probably going to be nothing. <laughs> Rex, would you like to go first? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm looking to get more gardening done. Yeah! <laughs> All right! <laughs> I am not a big pothead, but I'm looking forward to buying legal weed. <laughs> I can hear Sleep's dope smoker in the background, Ryan. You can't fool me. <laughs> I can hear them strike a single guitar chord in 45 yeah. seconds. <laughs> Proceed the weedian, Ryan. I mean, speaking of sleep, that is literally the only reason I use weed in any way. Whatever, Ryan. I know your favorite band is Cannabis Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Just got back from from the live stream of hearing Pepper again. I uh, am looking forward to us getting closer to uh, some degree of of normal life. Um, you know, with the, the, uh, uh, vaccine, you know, distribution, uh, ramping up and, and whatnot, you know, uh, hopefully it's not going to be more than, you know, an, another few months, uh, of things being the way they are. I want, uh, the grid to open back up, you know, uh, like that has to happen this year. There's, there's no way it can't happen this year. Um, unless, you know, uh, some very, very serious business saving programs uh, get introduced this year. Um, like bank robbery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or angels interfering in ball games. Angels in the outfield. Oh, man. Angels in the gamer zone. Uh, thank you for watching and or listening. Everybody, we'll see you next week.
Having football down to a science starts with having sleep down to a science. Because the better you sleep, the better you show up on game day. That's why NFL players rely on the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. It senses their movement and automatically adjusts to keep them effortlessly comfortable. And it tracks vital sleep metrics like average heart rate and average breath rate, so they know exactly how well they slept. It tackles the science. All they have to do is sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL.